Hello and welcome to the Ski Racing Podcast with me, Ed Drake. Marcel and Ben are back again, you're going to get sick of these guys, to discuss the last few races. We're going to look back at all the combined events, the team, the women's, the men's, as well as the Alpine combined, which seems like a lifetime ago after about 100 races, before having a quick look ahead at what to expect over the next few days, which is only going to be relevant if you're listening to it pretty much straight away <laughs> as is the tough schedule gentlemen how have you found the races over the last few days ben what have you made of it have you enjoyed it i was just happy there was some racing after last week being every day looking at weather reports and swearing on my phone and sulking this week has been race after race um you've got to feel for the the tech men and, and the racers themselves to have to deal with the changing conditions we've gone from like minus 20 odd loads of snow to the last couple of days have been almost spring-like weather with the uh, uh, like ridiculously soft conditions in, in the parallel races. It's, it's been a nightmare for yeah. the tech men, the course crew and, and the racers having to uh, consist continuously uh, adjust to the conditions. Go on, Marcel. What about you? I mean, <laughs> you are, well, some of the races, they were really good, I thought. Um, and some were just bollocks. I mean, I think I think we're gonna we're gonna go, get into that a bit more in detail. But some of the racing, well, not what they did, the races, but the formats, etc., are just not up to date. I would say. <laughs> so, so we started with the parallels. <laughs> I, I kind of th- I kind of think we have to start with the parallels. Should we Should we ease our way in? Slightly less controversial was the. Um, was the team event from today. Uh, Norway skied incredibly well, uh, picked up the win. Sweden narrowly missing out in second. Germany picking up the final place in the podium and fourth place was the Swiss, which to be honest, most people had picked for the predictions league. So most people ending up with zero points from today. Only I think it was only two people. Tord Nilsson picked Norway and somebody else, I can't remember off the top of my head. He didn't pick Sweden. Outrageous. No, he didn't. I know. Unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, more to the point, how did Norway find enough people to race for them? They have their athletes this season have been dropping like flies. I was surprised they even had enough people to field a team, and then they just go and smash the entire competition. Yeah, well, it's incredible. Th- th- this is probably where my gripes are going to start, uh, and they're going to go for a little while, but. It's not a team event if you're racing four individual things. So all you really need to do is have two two strong athletes in a team of four. You, you don't really need a team of four. So you need two fast skiers. The Swiss nearly made it through with, you know, with, um, was it Bissig who was nailing it absolutely on fire? Uh, and it was Wendy Holdner that sort of had a subpar run, which meant that they didn't get through because it was two all. And, and again, there was inconsistency with the course set. One course was faster than the other. I don't I don't understand why they don't run it as a proper like a relay why don't they run it as a relay and they make it you know properly you know they they do it in there was a I can't remember what the race was called in Kromplatz they used to run a sort of night race it was a bit of an exhibition type thing I think it was a Red Bull thing where the athletes raced down they had to hit I mean you don't I mean we don't have to go quite so game showy but they had to like hit a button their colored button at the bottom which opened the gate at the top but why can't you have some sort of you know like we did on dry slope where you cross the line it it stops the clock or opens the beam or whatever and that opens the gate at the top why can't we have a relay have a proper team event rather than four individual races where we're not really sure you know who's going to win and we're going to go down to hundreds of a second as we look, look at the individual races I just I don't understand it 
I'm glad you started off on the positive side of things. There. <laughs> um, <laughs> you, you, you said this was going to go like this. It's just going to be the next hour of me having a moan. Um, the t- the, yeah, it doesn't feel like a team event, but when you see some of the racers talking about it, they they do feel like a part of a team. Ah, but Ben, is that not just like, you know, the media handbook? Oh, everybody did really well. Everyone was skiing quickly. Oh, it's a team effort. We didn't make it through. I was really quick. The other guys didn't quite get there. But we really <laughs> well, that, that's well a good team. example right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we all know someone who thinks like his. Uh... <laughs> Go myself. Well, I mean. The Brits almost made it. If Charlie would have been 0.2, whatever, quicker, hey, shame on him. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I was going to say that as a cracking run from Charlie uh, to, even, did, to, even, to fair, even stay as close as he, as, as he did. Uh, yeah. You know, it was, it, was a good, it was a good display. And, you know, let's put it this way. If I was to be one of the slow people in a World Championships team event, I'd still feel like part of the team, even okay. if I was, knew I was just there to just make up the numbers. And yeah, I mean, I'd t- definitely time. take take that reserve spot wouldn't you yeah i'll be i'll be that fifth racer but don't nobody get injured because i don't need that responsibility <laughs> oh god don't even start because i was the reserve racer when they won the gold in schlabing and i was so pissed off because i couldn't ski <laughs> <laughs> did you get oh, a medal for that or not yeah i do i have it at home somewhere yeah there you go take yeah, it but, but it's, it? it's not the same thing but i i have to say something for that from a racer's perspective i think it's definitely it's definitely a good event in terms of being part of a team so I have to maybe just put that in there because it's true. Um, it's not just a media thing. Like, I think they, they generally enjoy it. Um, the only thing what I think is like the race are so close together, so bunched together that you don't get like the, well, the best, I don't want to call them the best athletes, but usually like the superstars who don't do it, yeah. which would be quite nice. I mean, it was a bit of a shambles that France didn't even have a whole team to start it. But on the other hand, like you can't, like Pintero is having couple more races and Mufa is having a couple more races tomorrow is the GS for the women or women's and it was a GS today as well so you would think you get like the best GS races but then you have like a proper competition do you, do tomorrow. you think that's down to the do you think that's down to the schedule in terms of the it all getting bunched together that we missed or do you think that would have been the call from the get-go do you know about you know the races whether that would have happened if the racing had gone off as scheduled I mean I don't I don't think anyone would have joined in on this one because that was always scheduled for today right so that yeah but like the alpine combined wouldn't have been like yeah but like if you think about it realistically you have the the parallel event that happened yesterday which is a single one so you most of the people even though not even then most of the people showed yeah. up but if you would at least maybe do the gs and the slalom first you might have a better chance of people saying okay I have now done this or I haven't won a medal or I have a, a couple of medals already. So I'm yeah. doing like taking one for the team or something mm. that might be even better. Um, because uh, I mean, realistically, Tessa Volley is not going to go into a team event today when she has a chance for a medal tomorrow. And like, um, she definitely has better stuff to do doing her uh, doing during her afternoon than yeah. waiting for her team to complete uh, compete and complete this event i guess yeah because there's a lot of runs as well isn't it even in the team event i mean obviously in the individual there's a lot and then the team event there's still quite a decent amount of runs to get through and we saw you know really sad we saw an acl injury in the alpine in the team event so you know tired legs i'm not saying that the, um uh, the italian girl i can't remember what was her name again Mara. yeah i can't you know I'm not saying that she was tired by any means but you know let's say that you you 
even if you injure yourself and you're fully fit, look, it's a risk for for something that you don't necessarily need, but it's tough. Yeah, I, I think, just going back to your original point, I think they need to find a way to turn it into like a proper relay because that's the continuous chain of skiing is what builds the excitement. Yeah. You're having these kind of parallel events. You still have that reaction to start gates and stuff, don't you? You still have yeah. to. Yeah, the 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 stop and the break between each person, I, I will presume, is to do with safety and something along those lines. Lots of people skiing down, gates breaking on the way down, things like that. That'll probably be what the, the concerns are. If you have a pre-season chat with uh, uh, Marcus next year, you can you can ask him why can't we just turn team events into an actual relay? Um, um, but. I did want to pull you up. You mentioned in our last podcast, Ed, that Austria don't often take the team event seriously. So I went and did some digging. Um, <laughs> and by digging, I waited for the Austria media team that obviously listens to the podcast <laughs> to uh, say, uh, Austria love winning this uh, event in the 2019 World Champs. They were silver, 2015 gold, 2013 gold, 2011 silver, and 2007 gold. Yeah, exactly. So... Don't take it seriously, do they? That's exactly what I meant. <laughs> Uh, but surprisingly, the Austrians <laughs> did, didn't. I mean, they had a, you know, yes, not their absolute fastest team, but they had a group of racers in there that you thought should have been fast enough to get them at least to the semi-finals, and uh, and again didn't didn't quite perform. I don't know whether it's some people don't like the the starting procedures, or if people get into their heads that one course is slower. Like the, there was definitely a difference between the courses today, but it was nowhere near as as big as the difference the day before, which which we'll get on to. Um, but some people, it's almost like they resign themselves to the fact they're going to lose because they're on the slower course, whereas others who have that instinct for just refusing to be beaten really put up a fight on that, quotation mark, slower course. Um, and a couple of the Austrians today, I'm not calling out any names, uh, but did, they just didn't look particularly up for it. I was like, what did they Call them out. Call them out. <laughs> Who was it? Who was hey, it? Br- Bruno just didn't look like she wanted to be there at all. Um, I was just like, if you're going to race, if you're going to do the team event and put your name down for it and say, you know what, I'm, I'm yeah, not. To me, I mean, to be know, fair, the Austrians nearly, the, the Austrians actually were probably, you know, fielded a very strong team, really. I mean, yeah, they still had some, some people missing, but I think the Germans probably had they were maybe the only ones that had their absolute strongest outfit there. The, uh, the, the Italians probably did as well, actually, with uh, Diali Prandini and Bassino and and uh, and the likes. But, yeah, I, I did expect I mean, more from the Austrians, especially when I saw, I think we were texting in the group, just saying, I was like, I hear the Austrians are going. And I think I was watching it again about a couple of minutes behind and Marcel was like, not anymore. And I was like, oh, for God's sake. I <laughs> <laughs> also like... I mean, they had a really good team. I don't, I don't think he was down to the team, but the other guy, like the Swedish guy, he was, he was really quick in that run. And that like, in the end, you know, you get like, you get those people at those events who are just really quick at it. And yeah. he seemed to have like one of those days also basic had like until the final, I think, or the whatever, semi-final had a really good, really good runs. Yeah, um, he was on fire, wasn't he? So it's like, you have Linsberger, she's the world champion. So obviously she's winning her two races, but then you have, like Pertl and Strein, um, who are like younger races, but mm. Pertl obviously they have been have been good at that result. But in the end, like as you said, you need two good races. Like one girl loses, um, and one guy wins. Like who's really good? But it, it's just like the format is just a bit strange. Like it's yeah. it's just a bit strange the whole thing. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, let's let's move on to the individual, which I think will 
Well, that's even worse. Well, that's yeah, yeah. We may as well carry on. Um, but I, so, right, Ben. I know that you've you spent a lot of time looking at into the actual figures. So, what the whole uproar was was the red course was over half a second quicker. So, if you went on the red course first, you took advantage of of a limited half a second. So then, when you switched back to the slower course on the second run, there is no half a second limit because it's first across the line is that right yeah that's that's my understanding uh of, of it it's not it's not capped so it is whoever crosses the line first wins and that half a second advantage you took from the first leg is kind of negated by the course so not only is that total garbage um the the, th- the problem with it is the problem isn't isn't a half a second because more often than not that should be fine because you don't want to give them you know you don't want it to be uh sort of unlimited because if it's unlimited or somebody dnfs and there's no limit that means that if that happens somebody makes a massive mistake in the first run all you're going to get in the second run is a skier cruising their way down just to get to the bottom which doesn't make good telly which is what the parallel event is supposed to be supposed to bring in new fans supposed to bring in all of these uh you know something a bit more like sexy for the TV in terms of, you know, head to head racing. So, but the fact that the course was so different, a little bit down to the snow conditions, but that, that course has that piece has a, a cut, a dog leg in it. It's not a straight piece. Um, what they should be. I don't understand. The thing is with when they used to do it as a parallel slalom, you've got 15 seconds of, of straight up and down the piece was very similar whether it's rollers in the same place there's no side hill so everything's identical so you get winners and losers but the the parallel gs format the piece has to be so much longer it has to be then therefore in a natural piece which is going to have undulations which then brings in the headache of of time penalty you know cappages as well as you know having to do two runs on on a different you know swapping courses it's just a mess so you enjoyed it then (laughs) <laughs> i didn't i have to admit i really didn't enjoy it um, on, on the other hand like Lech, for example which was the first one the world cup event i thought that was really good mm. like it's it's just tricky like it it was a bit unfortunate for everyone with like the two different courses and stuff and and it shouldn't happen unfortunately it did but from a racist perspective you know what matthew fabre has like a gold medal at home like in a, in a week's time, no one will say anything. Like, I think heads up to the guys who won a medal, but they need to, they do need to sort it out. I mean, that was, they should have at least like a, a straight track or maybe just shorten it or because I, I don't know exactly how it works there, but it seems like they came a bit from the side. So if they would have just gone down straight, it probably would have been a lot easier. I don't know, but um, it's just like some some things that they should consider next time. I thought we were going to focus on the part where they forgot the rules and tried to give the gold medal just to Bassino, despite effectively being, I think it was something along the lines of 0.7 slower over the two runs of the finals. Uh, The initial mini ceremony they did gave Lindsberg a second, even though it was a dead heat. And, um, you know, we were texting about it and ran off to check the, 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 uh, the fifth rules. And it says in a big or small final, a dead heat is a tie there is no count back there's no nothing else and it took them probably about half an hour Marcel I don't know if it was actually the case or not but you said the Austrians might have protested to the point where then they realized oh yeah 
if we actually read our own rules. Turns out as a, I joint, mean, hey, as a joint first, not a hey, first the Aussie, the Aussie is not taking turning down an opportunity to win a gold medal, that's for sure. They will be <laughs> they will be reading the rule book until they find one that's actually suitable to win a gold medal. The Austrian approach so far in this chance is gold where it didn't happen. They're absolutely they're, they're taking no 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 smaller podium positions. It's gold or nothing every round. But you know what? Like I, I feel so happy for Linsberger. I thought she would she, they both like did really well. Like both of them have absolutely deserved it. No, but, no, no. Yes, they have. <laughs> no. But they didn't the both they didn't both deserve it. Because, I mean, I'm not saying that Pacino it didn't i mean i am saying she didn't deserve to win the goal because she didn't she was over the two runs she was point what was it point what was the difference ben in terms of their total time oh i forgot where i wrote it down now is that point seven or something yeah point seven so they shared a gold medal and bassino was point seven of a second slower i don't think that i mean that's that's you can't you can't be 0.7 seconds slow of a second slower over the two legs and still warrant a gold medal. Can, can you? Yeah, you can because it's in Italy. <laughs> <laughs> and Bessina as well was, was pretty lucky in the semi-finals where she had the absolute dead heat with Tessa and that went back all the way back to qualifying times that they'd done of whatever time in the morning. So she had a dead heat in both the semi-final and the final, which is across two legs pretty hard to pretty hard to come by um so she was definitely riding her luck out to get the uh, uh italian's first gold of the uh of the championships out of the way but i think on the other side on the on the men's side i think mayard was particularly hard done by from a similar uh issue i think with with how far he was off um because he looked to have a much bigger than a half second lead over Zubcic in the first leg and then lost overall by 0.02. Um, and some of his Swiss teammates, although all of his social media posts are like, I'm so happy to get a medal. A lot of his teammates were effectively saying, well, this is a pile of <laughs> <laughs> um, There were people saying this isn't fair. There were people saying, you know, Fitz has got a lot of work to do. Uh, Brignoni, who's you know, thinks would be fairly happy that a teammate won a gold, said this is the most unfair race uh, in 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 the world or something along those lines. There were some some pretty harsh words flying around from some of the racers. Um, um, I don't blame them though. I, do you? Do you really like? Um, I, I think it's tough. But... like Malt. He was he was Mayar was probably the quick i mean i know that you have you know i know that it takes over two legs but it was but it was the luck of the draw in terms of which course you went on first that was the reason that mayar didn't get to the final because he skied on the wrong color course first but it could also be it could also be another reason like the fist always talks about making stuff more exciting and they maybe just did that (laughs) on purpose so they had like two different runs so all the athletes would like push out some social media posts um saying how it is to like generate some you think you're taking the approach of there's no such thing as bad press exactly there's no bad press (laughs) Marcel Marcel you spent way too much time in the UK the Austrian (laughs) you should be like on fire about about the rules (laughs) yeah we take the rules very seriously in Austria as you could see winning a gold medal (laughs) but I um anybody else got to say anything anything else about the I mean before actually before we go um Marcel, let's say that you run Fizz. Let's say you're Mr. Fizz. How do you fix? We'll come to both of you, but Marcel, how do you fix the parallel event? 
that's a, such a tricky decision and you called well, you th- I have not thought about that so far maybe I should actually I think the team event I mean nobody's up. listening so it doesn't matter if you say something <laughs> that's true hey if anyone from the fist listens take up my ideas I think the relay bit for the team event could be quite fun um, to try but on the other hand like safety is obviously an issue because as we saw today the Norwegians got a rerun for something that I thought was not really rerun worthy what would you have done what would you have done about that one because I would have said um... no because like I mean it's if you do parallel race like obviously someone can cross your like your line and I mean so you you think Foss Solvaga was you know just like I'm not I'm not taking it away but I think I think it should have it should have been like just counted as like a, as a win for the Swedish because I don't think it's fair. Like it had that's like something that happens in a in a competition. Yeah. And and it should just go on. Like I mean I don't know what the thoughts behind that was or were, um, but I felt like that was a bit like could have backfired, couldn't it? Could have backfired. Yeah. I mean it kind of did because they he won the rerun. So tough one, Ben. What about you? How would you what would you think that? How would you fix the parallel? It's a, it's a tough one because, the, as we said, like in the World Cups, it, it's worked a couple of times to a greater or lesser extent. I, I agree with you. The, the 0.5 thing shouldn't make enough of a difference if you can get the courses level. Obviously, we've tried slalom, but it just means panels flying everywhere. But that's so, the reason they don't do slalom, right? Is, do you think it's just the... Just... I think, yeah, I think it was just too much chaos for people cross-blocking panels um, is... Yeah, it's not it's not the same spectacle. It looks ugly. Um, you know, it's it, it's kind of fast and furious, but it's a bit of a mess. Um, so I definitely say they like GS should work, but you need slopes like Lienz where it is more even. And I think as well, not doing it at night, the conditions really didn't help. The course cut up so quickly that you just it wasn't even. And the fish need to work on how on earth they can make the courses even because that's the biggest complaint people have is that the courses aren't even yeah yeah i, I, I mean you're right because because lech did work as a parallel and i think chamonix has worked in the past they spent an awful lot we covered that last season where they covered they spent an awful lot of money on that chamonix pitch making it as even as they possibly could so may you know if you are going to run a parallel gs it needs to be on a hill that has been you know that is as that even is... as it can be, not on a dog leg, not on a side hill, that it that gives the athletes a chance on both courses. Of course, the snow's going to be different. Of course, it is, and you can't, you'll never get away from that, and that's fine. But um, if you're going to run it as a parallel GS, you've got to do something about about the slope, surely. I think they should potentially have like some dedicated slopes for that. Like Lech is a really good one, or Chamonix, as you said, and maybe just drop it for the world champs because I mean they can rearrange it at some stage but when they have figured out what the right like mode is for it because just for the sake of giving medals away i don't think it's it's really working and on the other hand like you have to understand the people from like now obviously and from the world champs like they will not spend any money on a dedicated (laughs) on a dedicated parallel slope when they have spent a lot of money on like a downhill slope and stuff is they're just not going to do it and it's just fair play yeah. So, is, yeah. It's, it, it, I mean, it's, it's, I don't know. I feel like some, some of it's an easy fix, to be fair. Like, just pick a different part of the race piece. Or, yeah, if it doesn't suit, if there's nowhere that suits, do, you, you, do better. 
just do better. Exactly, Ben. Do better. So, do we do we cover the results? I mean, I'm sure po- most people know what happened. Uh, Bassino Leensberger tied first in the ladies' event. Tessa Worley uh, beat Maltzen, Paula Maltzen of the USA, out into third. Uh, on the men's side, Mathieu Fevre picked up the win, who actually looked really solid all day. So I think you know he was he was definitely deserved of certainly being in the final you know and I'm sure it would have been a tight race between him and uh, Mayar but it was Zubcic that got second Mayar that got third and uh, Schmid took the fourth place which is obviously tough for those guys making it into the small final um do you guys also remember we did this uh, Alpine combined event a few days ago um shall we well both on the same day so it's a bit of a it was a bit of a busy day wasn't it so shall we look back at the ladies event where Michaela Schifrin picked up some you know a gold medal in uh, I, I guess she was probably one of the favorites but I think the form going in especially in the speed I mean I know she picked up uh, a, a podium in the in the Super G itself but was a little bit questionable in terms of consistency but she skied incredibly well that slalom leg was that was sort, sort of shifting of old she picked up the win Vlahova was second and Michelle Gassin in third yeah, that was the big questions we had with Schifrin going into it was she's not had any chance to ski any speed apart from a few bits of training. Yes, obviously the third in the uh, Super G the week before is a good indicator, but prior to that, she hadn't quite looked herself in GS. So back in her to be the Schifrin we know and love in Super G was was a bit of a, you know, possibly a bold call for, for, for some, but... If she was, I mean, I probably would have said if she was anywhere within half a second on a slalom run, you fancy her to be able to turn that over on people. We've seen her dominate runs by over a second before. So uh, you, you know that that she's got it in her and the slalom run wasn't the most complex of slaloms, to put yeah. it very, very politely. Yeah, I think other than that, other than that icy third gate, I think they probably could have done it on their Super G skis, to be fair. I don't think there was a single turn down there. But... You know, they all skied the same course, and she dominated. Best part of a second. I thought it was a it was a, a proper statement from her, wasn't it? Um, yeah. Her slalom, she she was so smart about it. Like she took a bit of speed off on the first couple of gates to get into rhythm, and then she was she was really going for it. The further down she came, like the quicker she was. Yeah. And I've actually been listening to an interview from Lahova afterwards, and I think she was properly pissed off. Um, because that was a huge, huge advantage from Schifrin. And it will get her into a position of being the favorite for the next slalom, for sure. Who's Schifrin? Um, Schifrin, yeah. Schifrin, Schifrin, yeah. Schifrin, yeah. Um, and I mean, Gizin was, was really close on the silver medal as well. So that's like, that was a, a very tight race between Lahova and, and Gizin. So I thought it was, a, it was an entertaining event with like, yeah, some, some good character to it. And I, I feel like the, the right people won and I'm really happy for Michaela Schifrin to pick up that gold medal actually yeah I think if you look at the podium it was it was exactly what you expect in reality wasn't it yeah yeah are you are you are you mad about combined as well still Ed or is it just just parallel Uh, remind me because I've been mad about quite a bit of stuff over the last few days remind me what I'm supposed to be (laughs) mad about the last last few years uh, (laughs) so every time they change the combined it doesn't quite work Um, but the, look, looking over the results, we know Schifrin and and, and Blahova and Angizin are are all very very good speed skiers. They're not they're not bad at it. So you 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 know that as premier slalom skiers, they're probably going to end up on a podium. But Siebenhofer and Katoni, who are fourth and fifth, 
2.3 and 2.8 off. That's a long way back. You know, we're supposed to be making this event closer and not necessarily favouring the tech skiers. I feel like the the Super Gs in the combined at the moment are a bit too easy for the it's not even skiers. A, it's not at the moment though, is it, Ben? It's been the same. Like they make it, they tr- they, they sort of... They kind of take the teeth out of the speed half. Yeah, they take the sp- teeth out of the speed half and then they make... And then the slalom legs tend to be on an easier hill to help try, you know, in theory to help out the speed guys. And, and certainly in the women's side of, of the set, I don't think it happened in the men's, which we'll get onto, but the women's side of the slalom part of the Alpine combined, the course was ridiculously straight. I don't think I've seen a straight slalom, uh, uh, you know, at all. I can't even remember the last time I saw them doing so little turns. Um, it was a slalom I'd be proud of to have a go at, but uh, <laughs> It, I, I don't know. Like they, they do that in theory to try and help out the slaloms, the, the, the speed skiers, but the slalom skiers, like it's such a bit, you know, skiing slalom is a huge skill, obviously. And to, you know, being that quick on your feet and all that sort of stuff. But they, they, just, they do take the teeth out of the speed leg. They've, um, they've, tried, they've changed it to try and get the speed people into it. And, yeah. you know, fourth and fifth is, is nearly there, but then two seconds off. I feel like they've, they've got to do something that they changed the way they started the start order. You need the speed people entering the slalom leg Ahead. with a head start and going first if you want to try and even yeah. it up. But obviously when we're talking about Schifrin, she can win World Cup downhills. So it's not like a a, yeah. a, a tech skier who doesn't yeah. know what they're doing on long skis. Uh, and, and Gizin, you know, a few years ago, we probably would have said was more of a speed racer than a tech racer. It's only this season she's really... Yeah, and again, somebody like Brie Noni, you'd expect. I mean, I know she was, was she second or was she in the speed leg? She went down really, was she, I think she was second. Was she a second or third? Anyway, so you'd expect her to, you know, she's more of a speed skier, so you'd have expected her to be a bit further ahead. But yeah, I don't know. What do you think, Marcel? I mean, I have a couple of thoughts on this. First one is it's incredibly challenging to be good at speed and slalom. Yeah. So you naturally get like two or three people who are really, who are, decent or in this case really good at it so like that's that's my first thought so you will never you will never make it even because speed spear speed skiers tend to not train a lot of slalom yeah so it's like always tough and i think the super combined or the combined back in the days is a really good event because it just shows like the overall skiers and let's not forget like combined has been in ski racing before super g Mm. um it's like a very traditional event yeah but they used to pick it they just picked it out of the results didn't they they never have had yeah. used to have a designated race did they no but like they they did have like i think when they started the combine they had like two slalom runs and you could start as a speed skier and stuff but i think it's a i do like it actually yeah um, i like I it too. i think it's a good event and it's it's definitely has more sense to it than like some of those parallel races that's for sure yeah definitely um, more credible than, than the race yeah did. yeah but it i agree like it's it's tough for a speed skier to win it um but then if you look at the likes of Schifrin and vahova who podium in speed as well so it's like not really a surprise the thing so, is the gaps on the ladies side do tend to be a little bit bigger anyway and, and when you've got you know Schifrin, vahova and Gissin who have been absolutely on fire all season long i mean if you, in in one form or another at one point or another not necessarily all of them at the same time but it was one of those where you sort of you're not surprised to see them dominate by so far which is why again in the predictions league i don't think there was a single person that didn't go for one of those three maybe i think we did have a few brinonis but 
you know, she should have been in there or thereabouts other than that. I think she she must have gone very early in the slalom because I think she was like the first person to get caught out. Actually, she was she was leading, wasn't she? She definitely she went was, down yeah. first because she was the first person to come a cropper on that really slick gate, didn't she? And then uh, went off and sat at the side and watched the rest of the slalom skiers. Or maybe didn't watch them. But... So, yeah, uh, the men's side was was pretty good race, wasn't it? Marco Schwartz coming in with a really slick slalom run. Uh, Alexi Pantera in second, Luke Mayer in third. Uh, James Crawford, who took the lead in the speed leg from like bib 20, no, 32 or something, whatever he was, outside the 30, actually smashed that speed run. Um, and then, uh, yeah, ended up fourth. I was, I was slightly entertained in between the first the, the speed leg and the slalom run where I was getting a few messages from uh, I was getting a couple of messages from Paul Telling who was at a race with a load of Canadians where the Canadians were just losing their marbles and they were just going for like oh he's gonna win he's a really really good slalom skier I, I just sent a message back going he might be a very very good slalom skier but he doesn't podium in world cups like Pantro does who's like 500s behind him so just you know, temper it. <laughs> temper it slightly. Um, but I, I was. I mean, I picked Mayar, and his top section of that slalom run was insane, insanely good, wasn't it? Yeah, I've been. You know, you've been listening to me harp and swoon over Mayar skiing for like the three <laughs> years we've been doing this podcast. I've said that he is one of the most beautiful skiers out there, and when he gets it right, it is so fast. What we've yet to see is him keep it together for either a full run or two full runs depending on the day like he's starting to get those world cup podiums on, uh, under his under his feet now and he's he's just awesome and i yeah i was watching that guy oh why didn't i pick my yard and then <laughs> and then he made the mistake and i went that's why i didn't pick <laughs> um but from from the uh rest of from the super g i mean the biggest takeaway for me was you know schwartz being within three tenths of of Pantera, I was like, you know, that's a that's good. I, as soon as that happened, I was like, that's going to be a really tight uh, slalom race from there on because those two can can you know trade that kind of time between each between them in slalom. So that was that was really interesting to see, and, and I was surprised to see Schwartz in the combined because I, I might be completely wrong, but I thought he got his knee injury a few years ago doing the combined. Yeah, it, was Ban- it was Bansko, wasn't it, Marcel? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, but he's always been a, a good speed skier specifically on like gliding turns he can he can do that actually really well and i think once he once he had such a good super g i thought he was the favorite to win because like obviously being the the leader of the slalom overall standings and he did have a really good run um i thought miart looked so snappy like he looked really on fire on that slalom until the mistake just that one turn i mean the lo- load of guys yeah. had issues on that i mean pintero had a bit of a mistake there as well like yeah, he, yeah. he slipped a bit away so it was it was a close race, but it was really it was good to watch, and I think it gives us a good indication that the slalom will be a, a firework from all. Well, of as, long as, as long as long as because that was the last of the real cold days, wasn't it? Let's hope that this. Uh, uh, we'll wait to see what um, yeah the weatherman has to say about it, but hopefully the uh, ho- hopefully at least get some colder conditions to make it you know back down to that because that's what you want to see. It was so good because that slalom piece. I mean, it looks a bit easy in terms of like again in terms of what those guys are used to skiing skiing slalom but it looked a little bit easy in terms of you know the, the steepness and, and the camber and stuff that goes on in there but the but the prep on it looked mega didn't it yeah it looked it looked unbelievable um i thought the, the women's and the men's looked really icy and really good conditions probably the best we've seen so far in terms of, of the slopes 
and I, I do generally hope that for the next couple of days the weather will be keep getting a bit colder so they will have some good some good icy conditions because then I think it's going to be absolutely stunning to watch those guys going down in the slalom and GS. Yeah, well, thankfully, obviously, now we're getting back to, uh, we've got four races left, which we, we may as well sort of move on to unless we've missed anything, Ben. Um, but we're moving on to what we've got coming up. So we've got two GSs and two slaloms and they're each on their own day, which means obviously we're not trying to cram in loads of skiing on the days they're getting done in the morning. So even if it does warm up slightly in the afternoon, we've got some, you know, those that first run initially should be you know, bulletproof, rock hard, icy. So, yeah, Ben, have you had a little look at the um, what the weather gods are saying over there? Yeah, just very quickly. Uh, <laughs> was not as well prepared as I thought for this episode. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, next couple of days hovering around just below zero, and then warming up a little bit Saturday, Sunday. Sunday's the warmest of them, uh, like three or four degrees. Um, okay, but, but it's not like ten. It's not like you know what was it like no. nine or ten degrees today, wasn't it? Something like that. I mean, it's the weather forecast. It's probably wrong anyway. But uh, I mean, the, the weather forecasts for the mountains, I feel like most of the time they just spin a darts, but they don't even like you know they just spin the darts board and chuck some chuck them over their shoulder and see where they land. It's, it's going to be rain, gonna, wind, sunny. Yeah, and it's going to be really cold, but raining. So yeah. Who? But more importantly, we're getting to the good bit of the racing. We've done all of the rubbish stuff, like the parallels and combines that Ed takes and the speed stuff. That's <laughs> well, certainly, certainly, it is a bit of a sandwich. Regard, you know, irrespective of how you know which is the best, we definitely have got a sandwich going on. We got through the the rubbish in the middle, and now we're getting back to something good, hopefully. So, who wants to kick us off with some GS picks? I mean, Marcel, I've already written your stuff down, so you may as well, you, you don't even have to say anything right now. Um, yeah, I'm going to keep quiet. <laughs> ben, do you want to kick us off? Let's do both GSs. I mean, how can I not pick Tesla? Are you going to take <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't, she's having a good championship. She's, you know, she's been skiing, skiing really well on that combined. Had some form coming in. Um, but, you know, obviously we've seen Schifrin looking kind of back to her best. Bacino's, you know, blagging goals like it's nobody's business. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's a tough one. I was thinking about it earlier. I was like, we haven't seen uh, some like, good GS game from Flahova for a while, but she's more than capable of it. Mm. As is Bacino. Like, this is probably one of the, you know, the winner might win by miles, but this is probably one of the most open fields for a world champs. Yeah, in the last few years, because I do think it's really just Schifrin's nailed on. Is the yeah, approach. I think it's trick really tricky to pick these to pick these winners. I mean, you know, barring we've had quite a few picks obviously come in already because we 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 got the tough deadline. But you know, apart from apart from men's GS, where everybody's picked pretty much everybody's picked Pantero, I think it's quite up in the air. Like for the for the rest of the for the rest of the medals, has anyone else picked Tessa yet? No, All right, I'm going Tessa. Okay, so you're going to She's go. Got no love from any ski racer podcast fans. That's outrageous. You think after three years, someone would decide? I mean, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't. Uh, to be to be honest, I haven't filled out all of them. I've done about half of them into the thing, so I've still got a bit to go. But um, I'm yeah, ashamed so no, of all of you. So you're going, you're going to go for Tessa. I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go Bassino. I think she's. I think she's just so consistent. Uh, and Marcel, I'll go for Schifrin. So you're going to go Schifrin. Uh, do you want to just? Do you want to kick us off in the men's as well? 
and I love that Marcel's trying to make Schifrin sound like an outsider when he said that. <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna really put it out there and go for Michaela Schifrin, one of the most decorated <laughs> ski racer of all time. <laughs> just keep it low key. I just need some points. <laughs> okay, so, so keep it low key pin, Pintro pick for the uh, GS then. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, are you going? Are you going Pantero? Well, me? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I go for him. Even though I think it's going to be very tight. I mean, there's Zubcic and Mayar and Odermatt and like name them. So I think it's going to be a very open race. Yeah, I don't think it's a dead. I don't think it's a dead set. I'm going to go. I'm going over to Zubcic. Ooh. I think. I, I mean, if it was. If I was looking for a banker, like Pantro will be on the podium. I think that is that is a dead set, as much as a dead set is. So I think having Pantero as your pick, like you are going to pick up points. And But yeah, I kind of think that Zubcic might just... Well, it depends who is the course setter. If, if Zubcic's coach, if it's a course is setting, there might be a couple of... A couple of little surprises. Yeah, there's going to be a tunnel. <laughs> there's a tunnel. There's uh, three gates that go up the hill that you're going to have to take your skis off and run. It's a bit like a telemark race. Oh, I was going to say it's like a crazy golf. You'll go through the windmill. Uh... <laughs> I said there's a station where you can get some booze as well. Yeah, and there's a Mickey Mouse right at the finish. <laughs> ben, what about you? I don't know. It's really annoying. I'm going to take your role of just sit here and say um for ten minutes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I decide. Yeah, but I, um, I normally edit my own ums out in terms of right, how long okay. I take well, to pick. Good, good luck editing my bit out later. Um, I was thinking, I was thinking Zibchich and like. Kranjic was putting some nice turns in, but I'm not quite sure. We haven't seen enough from him where he's had a bit of like a, a down period after his after his or after his dad passed away. So I might go with one of the I might go with one of the Swiss boys. I might get Odomat. Yeah, I mean they're all you know that none of those picks are bad picks, are they? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's good that there's that much variation. You know, I mean, yeah, really it's a slight shame we haven't mentioned a single Austrian in there. Uh, for men's yeah, or but, women's. Ooh. Yeah, Ben, do you remember uh, like last the, the last two years? Basically, we shot ourselves in the foot doing predictions because we said that we weren't going to choose Hirscher or Christofferson or or uh, Schifrin or Vlahova. And now, like, we legitimately don't really have to say that. I think the only thing that we would was probably we'd probably ban myself from saying Pantero because if I think if we look back at all of the picks, it's probably been him. He probably picked him in downhill as well. Um, you're on, you must be on mute, Marcel. And yeah, it I was big. on mute. I'm still, I'm still ahead in the predictions league and I've picked him more times than anyone else. So, <laughs> so should we go over onto the ladies' slalom? Uh, who wants to kick us off with that? Shall I go? Ben, do you want to go? You go, Eddie. Um, I'm, I'm kind of torn because I, I kind of think Schifrin's going to do it because I, I feel like she's she's here for these world champs. She's really here in terms of her readiness, let's say. Um, but I really want Leansberger to win. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go with a heart. I'm going to go Leansberger. Leansberger's already got a gold. She doesn't need any more. <laughs> she's going to put her feet up. Go on then, Marcel. I'll go for the Schifrin double. I hope Leansberger is going to make a medal, potentially gold, but, I think Schifrin, if she would have like three gold medals, that would be so good. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Wait, ben. so who did, who did you say, Edwin? Hold on, I realise I'm not writing any of this down. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's like the, the little bit of admin. 
the one thing I have to do. <laughs> and check the weather forecast. I didn't do either. <laughs> um, I mean, you right, can take so, the same because obviously in this league, we're you know, if you want to go the same. Go yeah, the I've same. had to, apart from uh, apart from Cooper Army winning the Super G, I've had an absolute mare, so I'm just doing whatever now. Marcel's um, <laughs> bib's not coming anywhere near my house. Um, <laughs> just doing doing this for fun now. Um, so yeah, the women's style. I mean, Blahova's not really done anything. She's got to come to play now, right? She's like, I know, but all that's her eggs long... have got to be in the slalom basket now. Yeah, I mean that's quite a long way off in that in the in the Alpine combined slalom leg, wasn't it? I guess. I guess she's presuming there's going to be turns in the. Alpine I mean, she slalom. she has yeah, by now she has turns. about 50, 50 races in her legs throughout the whole season. She might be a bit tired. Well, she had today off. Oh yes, yeah. Thank God the Slovakian team didn't have a team, so. She was probably going to do it all herself. She was probably going to race <laughs> one and three. <laughs> so let me do two runs down this red course, uh, <laughs> add up the times, and we'll call it a day. Um, uh, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to say Blahova just because we I feel like we're we're kind of disrespecting her a little bit with the lack of uh, uh, picking her for anything. Yeah, but I don't think that's one. about her ability. I think I'm I'm with Marcel. I think a, a lot of why I haven't picked her for the last you know, world champs and for the last couple of races, although I did pick her for the Alpine combined. Um, it's just because she's, I, I think, that, like Marcel, that she's got very little in her legs now. It's been a crazy season. For, she's done so many, so many races. She's probably done more races than, you know, a whole team. If you I mean, she, she kind of done more than Kizin. <clears throat> and that was the other person I was thinking about possibly picking with Kizin. She's <laughs> done just as many races. <laughs> Um, right, Marcel, did you you pick the girls, didn't you? You, pick, you already yeah. went for, and so Ben, who did you? So you went for Lahova, right, Marcel? What about the men's? Let's let's uh, let's go with the men's. I think that's got to be a really tricky one. I'm torn between Zenhauser and, and Schwartz because it's, I think it suits their style of skiing, the slope, or at least from what we saw. I'm gonna go with Schwartz, Benjamin. I'm trying to think the last time Marcel actually picked an Austrian to win. I know. I'm. I'm gonna. It, I'm gonna. Break, I'm gonna just, I love the Swiss. I love the Swiss. No, I'm gonna break their run now. They have. They have four gold medals. <laughs> um, yeah. This. This one as well is, is is a tough one. I was kind of torn between probably about five different guys. Um, and I had. I think I had. I think on the on the fist game that I'm actually good at in comparison to the ski racing podcast game, which I'm terrible at. <laughs> um, I think I put. I think I put Schwartz on that. So I'm gonna split my bets and put Noel. Uh, for the list nice um and i'm i've also got two names written down schwartz obviously i feel like he's he's your sort of pantero of the slalom at the moment isn't he like he's going to pick up a podium at some, you know somewhere or another we've had a few fellas come in on the podcast predictions mm. league um, there's a few crazy fellas i'm not doing that that's that's I mean, that's just that's just too far out there um but i think i'm going to i'm going to go fossolvarg i think uh it's flat and I don't know. I feel like he's he's in. He's I think that, I think that's a good one actually. So and he had a bit of he had a bit of practice as well today. He skied down that piece a little bit. I had in my head that you were going to say for Solovag or or Vinatza, uh, both of whom have I think I've, let you down this year. I've gone, when, I've whenever gone you so. <laughs> Vanessa's not even on my radar anymore. He's let me down so many times. He's he's so far out the back door. At least for Solovag had the excuse of his goggles exploded when you picked him. Yeah, which I, sh- I think I gave myself 10 bonus points for that, for him finishing with that. Um, 
Before we go, um, a little roundup for the Brits as uh, for, for our homies. The team event went pretty good. They narrowly missed out on beating the Germans. I think it was some Raposo skewed really well. Char Charlie uh, Raposo skewed really well. Alex Tilly put in a solid run. I feel like that, you know, unsurprisingly, that Charlie Guest and Laurie Taylor just don't spend as much time on those skis. So I just, they didn't quite have that zip about them. It's a real skill trying to turn those GS boards in that sort of shorter offset, sort of a bit bit out there slalom it's almost like super super slalom isn't it yeah so I, I, I think they did really well i think you know they they definitely held their own but i think in terms of like a raw performance it's just tough for those guys just don't have the time on those skis and it's a bit unfortunate yeah. i mean the germans are a good team so losing against them is no it's no bad thing like no. they didn't lose by mile so i thought they did a good they had a throughout the whole team had a good good result yeah, and I think Alex has got bib twenty-eight for the GS, which is you know solid, solid enough start position. Yeah, I think I'm looking forward to see what she can do. I think we talked about it for a few different people on our uh, selection panel podcast. Um, <laughs> there's uh, this is this is the world champs. That there's no point worrying about anything other than how fast can you go. On two runs you know I'm, I'm really looking forward to see what what kind of uh speed uh alex can unleash in the in the gs tomorrow and then you know charlie's had a cracking you know 22 seconds or whatever it was today if he can put that together for a whole run uh in the men's gs we're certainly going to help i mean i know we joke about charlie's ego which which is sizable but um, it's, it will help him going into that, like a performance like that. Even, you know, he was, he skied very well. He had the right course, he, but he was flying. He, you know, the, you can't take anything away from how fast he skied in that parallel leg. And if you can take that into, into the actual proper GS, he will uh, he'll do himself no harm. Uh, and then you've got Charlie Guest, putting on the skis in the slum. I don't actually know if Alex Tilly's going to race the slum as well. I presume she is. That's going to be um, my next question. Yeah, I presume... Get on, get on the text to Noli. Yeah, I'll, I should have probably done that before recording the podcast, really. Um, but I, I, I presume she is. But Charlie Guest, having, again, talked about time on that piece, should go really well. Uh, and then the slalom boys, Dave, Laurie and Billy. I mean... One, two, they, three, chip yeah, take a pick up a, a full podium, clean sweep, and everything's gravy. But um, you know those boys, Laurie and Billy, it's a great opportunity. Slightly easier piste, should have some better start numbers. Hopefully, it gives them the opportunity to 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 really show what they're about and bring that Europa Cup form to the World Cup. And Dave, who knows? You know, Dave has the ability to, you know, to 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 pick up podiums and to win. Obviously, we've seen it. So. There's no reason why not. And it is one run, you know, it's two runs one day and that's that's all it is, isn't it? Yeah, it's only a few turns, a few lefts and a few rights. Go around some of those red and blue things a few times. It's easy in that weird GS downhill hybrid thing they were skiing the other day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to seeing this and I, I really hope Dave's got something uh, special planned for us. Um, he's, he's had probably one of his better seasons overall in terms of like consistency and speed when the speed's been there, hopefully it they can keep the piece in a good enough condition that it, it suits his style. 
Um, but yeah, it's not it's not ridiculously icy, um, and it's the piece looks like it's the kind of terrain that would suit him. So um, yeah, I want to see some rapid stuff from the rocket. Rapid rocket. Um, cool, nice one. All right then, gentlemen, thank you very much. Um, I feel like we need another ten minutes of complaining from you. Or rage. <laughs> I feel, like, I feel like we didn't get peak Ed anger today. I don't know. <laughs> we, we I think to... if we'd recorded yesterday, it would have been hilarious. Yeah, I, I've had a bit of time to cool off. I think what you should do with the pod. Oh no, it's not visual. I forgot about that. But you should do like a video and then put some snippets on of our chat in it because I think they could be quite insightful as well sometimes. <laughs> I'll hmm. put that on the put that on the <laughs> on the on the, on the uh, racing podcast extra just like clips of uh, Ed's fury during the parallel slant. My yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm probably not going to get into it because yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think having a having a break between the racing and actually recordings is is, is going to do my media possibly well. a good time probably a good time not to be on live television if you've been doing the commentary you'd be like why is this even happening why am i even here it's pointless <laughs> this is ridiculous calling up marcus waldner he's like i'm on the slope <laughs> yeah i can see you you're on camera fix it you'll be like oh this is ed drake from the from ski racing podcast you're like who <laughs> yes no idea it's like oh um, you remember you did that podcast with me i just got no he said, I told the racers to stop complaining, fastest this person will win, get on with it. I feel like if, if we do manage to get to chat to him in the summer and I ask him about this, is exactly what he's going to say again. He just, he's like that Arnold Schwarzenegger, I'm not even going to try and do the accent, where he's like, stop whining. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's Marcus Valdez. He's probably got a megaphone at the side, just telling people to shut the hell up. <laughs> I, was actually, I was actually a bit jealous of uh, Gerdold, the woman's part of, of Altman, because he was like in a cosy inside looking at looking at it on the screen like giving some instructions i would assume yeah just sending the minions out to do it yeah <laughs> very comfortably in there wasn't he waltner yeah. waltner go and set the set the course straight set the course straight. <laughs> i told you to make them the same <laughs> uh right on that note oh, uh, see, that, that's, a, that's, that's a that's a cheerful note to finish on yeah yeah let's probably call it there before we say something stupid or more stupid things right until next time Bye for now.